his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to level up your financial game? Let NerdWallet guide you with smart strategies for lasting success. Get savvy tax planning pointers to maximize your savings, money-saving travel tips for your next family getaway, and investing insights like how a 529 plan can help you send your kids to college. Unlock the key to saving to help you earn more money. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you in 2024 on the Chris and Amy show. We go to the Quiver River Electric guest line this morning and St. Louis County Council members last week uh, proposed about $14 million in cuts because of what they project to be a $27 million budget deficit. To tell us what this means and how it would impact St. Louis County, we are joined by County Councilman from District 7, Mark Harder, uh, again on the Quiver River Electric guest line. Uh, Councilman, good to talk to you. How are you? Good. Good to see you guys. I haven't been on for a while. Oh, man. It's, yeah, we should probably have you on more often. You could be our third uh, host if you want. Well, you know, we can work something out. All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure something out here. So let, let's talk about the, the proposed cuts. Just the uh, reaching that number of about $14 million in cuts. How far do you believe this would go to help with the budget deficit that's projected? Uh, personally, I don't think it goes far enough. Uh, I think we should have cut more. Um, it, it, there's... We do this dance every year this time, and it's a political dance. And what happens is that the county executive proposes his budget of around October. We get it. We go over it. We meet with the department heads and see how realistic it is. And then we make recommendations through um, our uh, legislative process on what the dollars and the numbers should be. And um, every year, you know, the county executive knows that we are in a in, in very um, difficult straits with our budget every year. Um, the revenues have been falling off um, as of late. Uh, they keep spending more, and um, we then have to sit here and say, "Okay, what gets cut and what doesn't?" Councilman Hart. So, yeah, Councilman Hart, can you give an example of uh, maybe? one or two items or, or services or elements of the budget that you think should have been cut in order to try to make up a little bit more of the shortfall, but have not been? Well, we didn't even touch anything in the police department. Um, we didn't touch um, many things across the board that probably should have been touched in some way or another. Um, we have a huge overtime problem uh, in the police department um, and we've got a huge hiring problem. We understand that. We've been giving them grace to get people hired so that we don't keep generating the overtime that's necessary to keep the people safe in this community. So we've given them some grace. But there's some other areas that we need to, to keep our, our, our foot to the pedal here. And um, the county executive put out a letter last week saying the sky is falling and, um, you know, programs will be cut and we'll be able to 
you know, he's even talking about holding the senior tax credit that we passed a few months ago. He's thinking about holding that and postponing that. And so it's just it's just this unnecessary hyperbole that he's using uh, that gets people all worried about this. We've got room. We got room to cut this. There's there's wiggle room. And um, I think the people of St. Louis County deserve better. Can, can you um, can you define just how much room you believe there is and, and why you think so? Well, there, if you go over department by department, um, there's there's things we can do. Um, uh, we got uh, well, we cut the county executive's budget by six hundred and ninety seven thousand dollars. And we we felt in that case. Uh, he's got uh, probably the highest salaries in the county in his department, and it's very top-heavy. Um, and so this is the first time we've really made a big cut in that department. So we looked at that, and probably that could we could probably shave off another hundred grand there. Uh, the county counselor's office—they've um, been losing a lot of cases. Uh, I don't feel there is there is uh, efficient as they need to be in there, um, and we've we've cut about five hundred thousand from that department. Um, you know, there's just things, there's technology things that we could be doing, uh, going forward. Um, we looked at, um, administration, what we need to do there. We cut million six out of there. Um, so that, um, we can, you know, make sure that we've got the right people doing the right jobs and not too many people. And, uh, that, uh, the jobs that are being done are being done properly. Um, going forward. So we, we tried to look at from top to bottom um, county government, and we do this every year. And this year is actually one of the lowest amounts we've cut in the past. Uh, again, this is all focused on a D-Day, which we thought was going to happen this year, but it's now been pushed off one more year in that we've been living on our rainy day fund. So we've been balancing our budget even after cuts we've been balancing our budget on the rainy day fund. Well, the rainy day fund runs out next year. We postponed it with these cuts and with some restructuring, the, um, this fund will run out at the end of next year. So we're going to have to make some hard cuts. It will be nothing like this. Uh, this is easy right now. If we don't get this budget under control, because we won't have any money to pay the bills at the end of next year. Just to, to you mentioned the, the counselor's office and, and how you think that they're um, inefficient. What is, isn't there a little bit of an incongruence to cutting in the counselor's office while not cutting in the police department, as you mentioned, because of the, the priority of trying to give them grace and, and try to keep, you know, to make sure they have the resources to keep the community safe? Doesn't it sort of undermine whatever the police might be doing with the overtime and the money that they're spending if the resources aren't there in the counselor's office to prosecute whatever the, the police department charges? Well, the, the counselor's office, the one that I'm referring to, doesn't prosecute uh, crimes like uh, the prosecuting attorney's office. Um, that's a different budget and a different office. The, the counselor's office handles our day-to-day contracts and enforces some of the municipal laws uh, in the county. Um, they take care of the, the legal matters of the county, which we have many, and we have a target on us um, for a lot of lawsuits and other things. And um, so we're challenging them to be more efficient in that area. Um, and they have not pushed back. There's only one department that has pushed back on this, and we're going to make some some little changes there, um, but everybody else seems to have 
figured this out, and they usually do. They figure out, they say, here's your bucket of money, figure out how you're going to spend it and do it properly instead of us going in saying, cut this person, cut that person, cut this program, cut that program. We're leaving it up to the department heads to decide what's the biggest bang you can for your buck um, when it comes to this budget and what you want to spend it on. And so that's where we are right now, and that's what the county executive is is kind of uh, probably upset about. Uh, back in October, the county executive had proposed to scrap the the shot spotter technology. Um, the the prosecutor, the county prosecutor Wesley Bell, uh, did not like that idea, and it was added back into the budget about seven, a little over seven hundred thousand dollars for the police department shot spotter uh, program, which it, it notifies them if a shot has been fired somewhere. It's a, it's a, it basically a sensor, or that it acts as a sensor. Do you think that's a good program? I think it's a good program as long as our police department is using it. Um, and what I mean by that is that it's a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week program. It senses um, gunshots in neighborhoods, mostly in uh, a pocket of neighborhoods up in North County. And if it's being used properly and, and the police are responding to those calls and doing investigations, uh, I think it's a good program. Is there probably better technology out there? I think we need to invest and look at other technology. Um, technology changes by, you know, every half hour in this business. And so for us to be tied to one company and one product all the time, and we've had this now for probably three, four years, I would think in three, four years that there'd probably be other technology out there that might be a little cheaper um, that does the same thing or better. So I challenged our police department to keep their eyes open. Don't get tied to any one vendor or any one technology and to keep looking for the best product that uh, that we can use in that area. And so um, that's why this will probably be a year-to-year uh, ask and, and purchase uh, going forward because I don't want us to commit to, you know, a five-year contract or a 10-year contract on a technology that may not be around, you know, in five or 10 years. St. Louis County Councilman uh, from District 7, Mark Harder, visiting with us here on KMOX. Councilman Harder, we appreciate your time. Thank you for visiting with us today. Yeah, well, I'll just mention real quick is that, you know, one of the things that this budget that the county executive uh, put in front of us was a tax increase. And he he figured in a a property tax increase, and we shot that down pretty early, um, especially now that people have gotten their tax bills and they're out there. And, and now they want to raise more taxes on property taxes to help balance this budget. And we've got to cut first before we even talk about any kind of possible fee increases or tax increases going forward. So that's what we're going to be dealing with here in the next week or so. And we have to approve this here before the end of December. So um, stay tuned and um, we will try to uh, get this balance, this budget balanced as best we can. Uh, to, to that point, uh, b- before we let you go, my understanding is that the overall tax burden for Missourians, that includes property taxes, lower than a lot of states around the country. Is that not true? Well, that it may be. It may not be, depending on what you, what you look at. But if you're sitting on a fixed income somewhere, you don't care what the tax rate in Ohio is. You, you're looking at your own tax bill. And uh, for the last number of years, it's been going up. Uh, through either um, uh, assessment increases 
or rate increases or services that you have no interest in using or even could qualify and we keep um, you know paying for these things so I think it's time that we look at what is and what should be the size of government going forward and what are the basic basic services that people need to survive in this community and what does the most for the most people out there so we we've got to look at that philosophically and decide what is the proper size of government going forward councilman, and that's what we're doing yeah councilman harder we appreciate it thank you thank you guys that is mark harder st louis county councilman from district 7 with us here on KMOX. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Sometimes you need to change of pace. That includes your finances. Get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation. Learn about smart investing strategies, tax planning pointers, and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway. Maybe somewhere tropical? Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.